Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So, uh, you all been watching Loki? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have not. Why? I don't have time right now. Oh, well. I don't have time right now for Loki. I feel like I need to have time to be able to devote my whole self to him. <laughs> just like fully give him all my attention i mean i think time that's most people's responses to loki is that. yeah <laughs> there's only like two episodes out right but like you know yeah i need to be fully invested uh-huh so he's a he's the god of mischief okay well now sydney <laughs> i've seen all the marvel movies he dated taylor swift you should know he who did he, is. he did date taylor now swift. did loki date yes taylor swift or did <laughs> both yes uh, Both dated Taylor Swift. I have never seen any of the Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> I I think I might have seen the original Thor, I think, but I don't really remember. I think it was one of those where, like, Justin made me watch it kind of things. How can Justin have let you never see a Marvel movie and then watch WandaVision and Loki? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, uh, that's a hard entry point. <laughs> like, just now jumping in. I, I asked imagine. him, I was like, should I just watch the last one? And he was like, no. no. <laughs> that is just the wildest way to watch this property. <laughs> I have, I keep asking questions. I'm like, was that from a movie or did we know that happened? And he's like, that's from a movie. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Like, oh, that event looks like a big deal. He's like, that happened like three movies ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, What's Ragnarok? <laughs> <laughs> well they keep saying Ragnarok <laughs> well I'm really enjoying it though well that's good somehow I I am I am positing I think we should I, I'm gonna attempt not to spoil anything about Loki because I haven't watched it yet yeah so, I mean for everyone else but also for me uh, I was just gonna say I I understand from the movies this is not a spoiler for the show this is from the movies that Loki like killed people maybe mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe and and not just like just a little <laughs> like he's a bad guy like he killed characters that like were character like main character killer right well sort of sort of or at least attempted to yeah. or something yes Ca- like we're supposed things that that ended in death of, of yeah characters okay so that i get the impression that if i had seen the movies I would not like him so much because I would see all these bad things he did that would make me sad. Um, And I hate when people die in movies. I really don't like to watch movies where anyone dies. I prefer movies where everyone lives. And so I feel like I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't like, I I have some bad news for you about the Marvel cinematic universe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but you watch WandaVision. (laughs) That made me very sad. (laughs) The only hope I had is like, I mean, I guess this is a WandaVision spoiler. By the end, I feel like you're given hope that Vision is still, you know, like that the Vision could come back as like the the Vision that we know, you know, I feel like you're given hope. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we <laughs> d- destroy the multiverse, we could get what we want. I am on board with whatever Wanda needs to do to get her husband and kids. That, so, that sort of that sort of chaos is very much my brand. So I like whatever Wanda's doing, I it's it's in pursuit of like good in a sense. Anyway, I'm fine with it. And you you watching the new Disney Plus Marvel shows should be without ever having seen another Marvel movie, should be like a, a series of you just trying to figure out every single reference in every episode and also what has happened. <laughs> Right. I'm watching Loki watching his life and I'm like, do we know any of this? <laughs> entire movies. I didn't know. I, I was like, wow, that was a lot of stuff they put that they shot just to make this little film for him. <laughs> they, they got Chris Hemsworth in everything. <laughs> that, man, that was a big get just for that little. But I mean, you got Disney money. You can do that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I will say, I mean, even I think for most of the people that have seen all the movies, knowing everything that Loki has taken part of, uh, the writers have have done an excellent job of still making him incredibly attractive by the time you get to the Loki series. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very attracted to Loki and Wanda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I these are just characters I appreciate. I like I like that they're um, not good mm-hmm. in the in the pure, you know, superhero sense. Yeah, like yeah. in that like absolute paragon of all that is right and good and everything in the universe. It helps that Tom Hiddleston is the one ex of Taylor Swift's that I I don't I'm not mad at. It didn't hurt her. She she didn't write a song about him. Well, she did, but more so about how she left him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's getaway car. It's a great song, but it's it's that is sad. sad. She broke yes. Loki's heart. She broke Loki's heart. I mean, then she left him to date her current British boyfriend. So, you know, I guess guess she's happy now. So that's good. But man, yeah. poor Tom Hiddleston. Um, I also really appreciate Owen Wilson. I just thought I should throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's quite good. Well, I enjoy his name, Mobius. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, it, hey, Happy Pride. I is it a spoiler to say that there's some some canon queer content now in the in the MCU? A tiny little bit, a, mm-hmm. a line, a single line. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler. <laughs> What's well, been confirmed that- in the comics for a while that Loki is I, bisexual is what the show is saying that yeah uh, the writer is confirmed i mean that's i think that's great i think it is a classic disney move to give you like the tiniest i mean it's definitely queer content but it's just the tiniest flash yes (laughs) so like it's there you can't deny that it's there um like at the end of that star wars movie Yes. Oh, the, the kiss in the background. The kiss. <laughs> yes. That is shown for half a second in the very, very yeah. back. We did it, guys. Hey, look. We did it. Or at the end of the live action Beauty and the Beast. Yes. With LeFou. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you cut together all of the queer movements in all of Disney's history, you still are at like a full minute of content. <laughs> well, apparently in Cruella, there's a lot more. I haven't seen oh, that is there? yet. I haven't seen well, there's that a character either. who is openly gay, right? Well... You know, I, I remember, I yes, I read that going in, and then when I watched the movie, I'm like, I mean, yeah, but it's not like, he's not like in a relationship. He doesn't make any statements about mm. being gay. It's just like, oh, this is a very flamboyant man. Definitely he's gay. It's like, well, no. all right. Okay, Disney. Oh, that's not as good. <laughs> wow, that's, that's disappointing. I thought it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe uh, I maybe I missed the one line that where he said, "By the way, I'm gay. I'm super gay." <laughs> you know, I feel like Disney wouldn't have thrown that one in there. <laughs> no, no. Well, even in the Loki episode, they don't say it outright. They just kind of make a, a reference of like having interest in prince and princesses. Ooh, mm. ooh. Um, I mean, thanks, Disney. You know, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Take what um, you can get, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, either way, I'm enjoying Loki. Um, so. There's another show that once was for kids that now is a little more uh, diverse, mm-hmm. inclusive, and it has been rebooted, and it's grown up now, and it's iCarly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about this week. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're getting at. It's like, I think, I think this is the topic, right? Um, yeah, so we talked about the original iCarly before when we knew they were going to do a reboot at some point, and now they have, and they've put out the first three episodes of this grown-up iCarly, um, which feels fitting because... You're grown-up iCarly. I'm I'm grown-up iCarly now. (laughs) Although iCarly is 26. Right. She's a few years older than me. Yeah. But, you know, still Um, same, same energy. And I'll be honest, does not look much older. No. No, she doesn't. Yes. Neither does Spencer. I, I found myself looking at her thinking like, how old is this character supposed to be now? Mm-hmm. Like, is she just out of high school or is she like a grown Like what are what? And then she references being 26. And that was the only reason I knew because I was like, I she doesn't look like she's aged much. I think the real time gap between when iCarly ended and this iCarly is like actually reflected in how long it's been since, you know. Yeah. Like they followed the same real life timeline. I don't sense. know how old she is in real life though miranda cosgrove um, no idea. but I, I do um oh she's 28 okay well I, was gonna, I do agree that like her and spencer do not look aged at all and then freddie right <laughs> freddie is Freddy. a whole other person <laughs> yeah uh 
he's a nice looking person. Yeah. 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 He he really he really grew into himself there, Freddie. Um, except poor Freddie now in this in this reboot has been married twice and divorced twice <laughs> and tried to start a, a tech startup and it failed, so he lives with his mom. Yeah, and his stepdaughter. And his stepdaughter. Yeah. He has I I from what I gather shared custody. She's not with him all the time. I I don't want to jump to this too quickly, but my only real complaint with the show is the relationship like this father-daughter relationship is one of the oddest father-daughter relationships I've ever seen in a television yeah. show. <laughs> she she feels like, it feels like what they wanted to write was that there was like an annoying kid neighbor who lived in the complex, you know, mm-hmm. who would just sort of show up and like make sarcastic comments to the adults and call them out mm-hmm. on their BS and that kind of thing. But they were like, well, that would seem weird if she's just hanging out with adults. So we better make her sort of related to somebody mm-hmm. in the loosest way. In the loosest way I possible, don't know, Because yes. they don't have, there is no like parental child sort of relationship. He does I don't not, know. It's very He does weird. not act like a father. No, no, no. not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you're very right. Yeah. There's a joke very early where she says something about how like she doesn't want him to be her dad or doesn't recognize him as her dad or something mm-hmm. like that and he says like fine with me or I don't know or no just because you adopted me doesn't make you my dad that's what she says yeah. and it was a very like as a parent I'm going ooh oh, no. yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. I think you're very right they needed a child yes it couldn't just be the grown ups um, but anyways that is uh, to the plot of the reboot i guess i should say to start if you haven't mm-hmm. watched it is that i carly well i should not call her i carly her name is carly she has been off the internet doing her web show since she stopped doing it at the end of the series when mm-hmm. she moved with her dad um to italy yes yes on a submarine yes <laughs> but also he was in the, the air, air force, force. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like they poke fun at all the plot holes in the original uh, show yeah. um but she is now back in Seattle and living on her own. And she thinks she's going to start a channel with her boyfriend, which is very funny to me. The whole big step in their relationship is not a proposal that you think it's going to be. It's, can we start a channel together? <laughs> um, but he wants to not do that and breaks up with her. So she is heartbroken, needs a partner to do a web show with. And they're like, just do it yourself. So she brings back iCarly. But it's grown up now. Yes. I... Can I just say, first off, I feel like a lot of these sort of rebooted series that they've done recently where they've taken something that was like beloved a long time ago and tried to like do it, do more of it, but Mm -hmm. aimed at the same people who watched it back then, Mm -hmm. that feel. I I really like when the actors are kind of constantly acknowledging that. Yeah. And kind of constantly like this we're just doing more of i know there's just I, more whatever, of it yeah we're just yeah. doing more of it i know it's weird but like you like it yeah i like yeah. it too it's fine <laughs> I, I like that it's all there underneath i really enjoy that it's a very comforting vibe like yeah. okay we're all on the same page here yeah <laughs> no judgment <laughs> we're all on the same page i enjoyed that i feel like miranda yeah. cosgrove's whole performance is like layered in that yeah like isn't this silly or funny yeah here we are yeah. we're here again yeah I like they replicated that that meme scene where she's holding the can of coke mm-hmm. in front of the computer <laughs> like she said that mm-hmm. exact moment i was like okay i get it which is great because that wasn't even from iCarly. that was from drake and josh <laughs> oh really like the original one yeah because she's so little in that that was yeah. from when she was on drake and josh but then she recreated it which was totally just a moment to like screen grab yes. and now people have been using it to meme like comparing the younger version of her to the older one saying like me watching iCarly in 2000 you know eight me watching iCarly in 2021. That's very meta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Millicent, Freddie's stepdaughter, mm-hmm. then recreated it yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think they do a really good job of acknowledging that they're doing the same thing, but it's for the people who grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Like they make references and tiny jokes and stuff that um, are just for people who grew up with it and also don't try to make it just for kids. Yeah. They acknowledge like the the guy she's flirting with and he's like, tell me about your parents. And she's like, well, my dad was in the Air Force, but he was on a submarine. I don't know. I don't don't know why. (laughs) And my mom. Well, let's just go back to my dad. Anyways, because like (laughs) they never acknowledged her mom in the original series, never even mentioned any suggestion of what had happened. And I because like on one hand, you're you're writing this and you think, well, this gives us an opportunity Mm -hmm. to answer that question. And on the other hand, it's like. 
Nah. Nope. No. Because <laughs> that's not what you're here for. Yeah. You know, we know what you're here for and we're just going to give you what you want. And yeah. And I, I like that attitude. Yeah. I think it's kind of, there's a little bit of a nihilistic edge to it <laughs> that I really, I really appreciate. <laughs> um, I, d- I am disappointed that Sam is not back. Because I think yeah. now that they are older and they can um, say bad words and also they can drink and stuff, I feel like Sam as a character really would have thrived in these new, more adult <laughs> conditions. Maybe she would but, have been um, too much, though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, of course, Jeanette McCurdy did not want to. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. And I actually thought they gave a pretty believable reason for the character not being there. Mm-hmm. I appreciated they didn't like make it like a meta point to like make fun of yeah I'm like oh sam's off with that biker gang or whatever because at the end of the series she rides away on a motorcycle and that's the last you know you I see of her in the iCarly series oh i didn't know i just thought that that was her being part of a biker gang seemed in line with her character but yeah. i didn't know that was a direct right well yeah spencer gives her his motorcycle at the end and that's what she drives away and i mean she did sam and cat after that but in the iCarly mm-hmm. world that's the last time you see her mm-hmm. so yeah. i thought that made sense well i was gonna say but, i, I like the you know, with Sam Gaw and they had that void to fill as kind of the best friend character. And I think Harper's great. I mm-hmm. I, I like that. I, I really like what the energy she brings to the show. Um, she's, I, I didn't realize like Carly, even though she even identifies herself as a comedian at one point. Yeah, she does. She doesn't bring a lot of the funny on the show no. itself. Yeah. Maybe on the web series, but on the show, Carly is a lot more the, the like the straight man, mm-hmm. not straight, like. You know what I, I know mean. what you mean. <laughs> um, but I feel like that Harper brings that. Mm-hmm. That's where the humor like is yeah. coming in from Harper and from Freddie and Spencer and mm-hmm. you know and Carly is the foil to all that. Harper is her new mm-hmm. roommate. Who, from what I gathered, her family has a lot of money, but then they lost. But then they all. lost all their money. Mm-hmm. So now she works at Skybucks, which is Starbucks, mm-hmm. um, and lives with Carly, and she is queer mm-hmm. well, that's right which i enjoy too. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 um and they make a reference i want to say in the first episode maybe the second to harper having lots of success in the you know romance department yes. and carly talking about how she would bring home boys and also women and also the non-binary lawyer mm-hmm. or whatever that that she brings home i appreciate that it was very you know they and they even make a point later of not kink shaming uh furries Mm -hmm. oh yeah which i which i really like they they make a point of not doing it and then she's like embracing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and i i love all that like all that they're just they're like doing all that in the background like yes this is who we are and this is yeah yeah um which i didn't realize until someone pointed out after but that bunny suit that they have that Mm -hmm. harper is wearing um and she says i don't want to die in a bunny suit (laughs) um that's actually a reference to the iCarly episode where Carly gets hit by a car. Well, almost does. And Freddie pushes her out of the way and saves her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's wearing a bunny suit. And that's why she didn't see the taco truck coming at her was because oh. she was wearing a bunny suit. She almost died in a bunny yeah. suit. So canonically, um, bunny suits are very dangerous things. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. Now, I have, okay, I have a couple of questions about the web series iCarly mm-hmm. itself. Is it time to get in? Are we ready to get into that? Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, let me start with this. I thought it was weird because it is set now. And like the idea that she would start a web series and it could be really popular back when it was originally set made a ton of sense. Very believable. Because there were no, who was doing that? Yeah. You know? And she even says that at some point that she was like, what, one of the first web shows. She was like, we were doing yes. a web show before we were a thing or whatever. There is a, there is a way that all the characters talk about like starting a channel like the guy, like her ex-boyfriend starting a channel and Bo. all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that like I'm going to launch this big channel and it's going to be hugely successful and I'm just like a random person. It feels very weird to me because it's like, well, I mean, I know how that works. It's actually yeah. not like if I started a YouTube tomorrow channel, like nobody would watch it. <laughs> I think what and I had the same exact thought. I thought she's been off the Internet now for what, 14 years, something mm-hmm. like that. 13, 13 years. years. Um. And I guess what they're going for is this is her audience of when she did iCarly. Yeah. And now iCarly is back, but grown up. So it's all the same people that used to watch iCarly, the web show, now are grown up and are watching the new iCarly in the same sense that, like, 
iCarly was off the air in real mm-hmm. life for 13 years and now everyone has come back and started watching it again. I think that's what they're going for, but I do think in reality it is somewhat unrealistic to think uh, an internet person could go offline for 13 years mm-hmm. and come back in their first show back have like what i mean she has like hundreds of thousands of viewers well, and, in her first and, cast and uh millicent mm-hmm. she even calls that out she's like you've been off the internet for a month and she's like that's not that long and she's like in internet time yeah i mean she's right like you haven't done a an episode on your channel in a month yeah no one's subscribed right <laughs> like you're gone and you vanished um if it's been a month and yeah. like she calls her on that but that but even like the ex-boyfriend why does he think his new channel is going to be is he famous we did not cover this we did not cover this i just assumed that they were both like influencer level popular people you know like yeah even oh. if she quit doing our iCarly for a while she probably had like the grams and you know the, the tweets and people liked all yeah. that yeah mm. and she said she was doing something else i remember she said she was doing italian qvc yeah yeah, that's but true. There was something else she mentioned she was doing online as well. So I mean, maybe maybe she, she just, was like a brand ambassador. Yeah, she stayed as an, an influencer, um, but just hadn't done a web show. She was just on into some like viral marketing kind of campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like, although I do look question, at my pear phone. I'm just casually holding in the shot, which I will say is disappointing. They weren't shaped like pears, like they were in the original. Oh, they were. I mean, were iPhones they? with a, in the original they were shaped like pears. Because oh, well, that now, that carried through in Victorious right. and iCarly and Drake and Josh, um, but now they're just this, they're iPhones, iPhones with... that have a pair on the back. <laughs> well, the tech has gotten yeah, better. That's true. I, you see, I am glad that they made a point of that. That like this is clearly being shot on an iPhone, right? Like it's there's no mm-hmm. camera rig; it's just record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freddie used to have the giant camera he'd lug around on his shoulder with all the mics set up and everything, yeah. and now he just holds an iPhone. She calls him out. She's like, Are, "Is the camera ready?" And he's like, you just hit record. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait, there's nothing to... Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk more about, about that, and especially about the content of the web. This is my second question, the content of the web show. But before we get there... Let's check the group message. Uh, so I have not... I have been busy the last week, and I have not felt like cooking much. I have not uh, had it in me to prepare food. But me too. luckily... My family has not had to go hungry because of DoorDash. Because the great thing is I can, in the comfort of my own home, uh, get on the DoorDash app, pick out food from one of my favorite uh, local restaurants. That's a great thing. I can support my local restaurants, Mm -hmm. uh, pick out some of my favorite meals and have them delivered to our doorstep. Um, And it's not just food. You know, if uh, you need something, you, a lot of local convenience stores are on DoorDash now. So I, if I need like deodorant or something, I can get that delivered to mm-hmm. me as well. So uh, we we rely heavily on DoorDash to get us, um, you know, food when Justin and I just don't feel up to cooking. And uh, I, I would highly recommend it. It's so easy. Like I said, you open the app, you pick where you want stuff from, where you want food from. You pick what you want and everything is delivered safely to your door. Contactless delivery uh, they let you know when it's arrived. They send you a little picture to say, hey, we left your food outside. There it is. <laughs> Don't worry. It's nice and safe. Come get it. Um, you can get your essentials, your groceries, household items, snacks, food, whatever you need. Uh, you can have it all delivered straight to your door with DoorDash. And Taylor, if our listeners want to check out DoorDash, what should they do? Well, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code STILLBUFF. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code STILLBUFF. Subject to change, terms apply. So I felt like in the original iCarly, because there were no other web shows, mm-hmm. whatever they were doing, it might, it makes sense that it might be popular because, mm-hmm. like, Tay, I think you can attest to this. In the early days of stuff being on the internet, I mean, it was also novel mm-hmm. that we watched a lot of <laughs> a, a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> it was stuff. There yep. was there was no stuff, and then there was stuff. Oh, I look, yeah, I look back at what I was watching on actual YouTube in two thousand eight or whatever when this show was on, and it was very random kind yeah. of dumb stuff. <laughs> so I, I think like the novelty of stuff being there was enough to mm-hmm. make anything seem cool and fun and popular. Um, now, obviously, the bar would be much higher. And so when she first relaunches her web show with 
uh, Spencer in the crib, baby Spencer as baby Spencer, <laughs> and and her smearing like facial cream on him. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, now come on, like this isn't. And then I had a second thought. I stopped myself, and then I went, okay, now wait. Would Charlie and Cooper? Watch they would love this. that. Oh, they would love this web show. They yeah. would absolutely, well, they would rewatch it over and over. And then they would tell me about Baby Spencer. And then if there was a Baby Spencer toy that they could buy, they would force me to go buy the Baby Spencer toy yeah. so that they could also smear facial cream on it. Yeah. And it made sense to me. Yeah. I also think, because I had the same thought where I thought, I mean, she's doing the exact same content, but she even says it's grown up now. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she says when she starts her first broadcast, it's iCarly, but grown up now. Um, and I thought, well, no, you're doing the same thing. But I have to think it's just supposed to be like a meta moment about the actual show being rebooted. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we acknowledge you all are adults now watching this probably, but you're still going to laugh at the same exact things because it's going to make you nostalgic for when you saw them when you were like 12 and baby Spencer was in a crib and you were, you know, losing your mind. I have to think <laughs> it was just like that, right? Like, it's supposed to be, we know in real life we've carried that same audience and you all will watch whatever we do because it seems like a time where everyone's kind of nostalgic for all the things Mm -hmm. we used to watch and we will watch anything that used to be on when we were kids. So we know you'll watch whatever we do, so we're going to make it what we did before. But now we will drink and say bad words. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how we appeal to you. Well, I I also think, because, you know, I, I... Also had the same thought, but then it made me think of like some of the more beloved elder YouTubers like that would do. It wasn't particularly amazing stuff, but they were so personable that you watched it like like how like describing a Jenna Marbles skit to somebody that has never seen. It's like, oh, I watched this grown woman braid her hair into a giant circle and try to blow bubbles (laughs) with it. Like you you watched that for fun. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I did. (laughs) But but she was so engaging that you watched it. Like that was a pretty silly. Most of her content was kind of just like goofy stuff. But yeah, so I could I could believe that it's sort of maybe that vibe is what I is. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And but I really I thought like, if you're if you consider that when iCarly first made her show, she was aiming it at a younger audience because she was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that younger audience. They live in my house. Right. <laughs> they would. I mean, I don't know what she was doing with the bunny suit on because we just saw like her show had just ended and she was taking the head off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever she was doing in the bunny suit. They would have been about that. They would have been about that, too. Yeah. Like <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, uh, my kids would would love it. Um, I have to say one storyline I appreciate very much is that at some point along the way, Spencer became a super popular, rich artist. Yeah. Yes. And I thought, yes, finally, Spencer has gotten the attention he deserves. <laughs> I like that he's also the, the way they write him is he's kind of he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> he's got millions yeah. and he's kind of turned into a bit of a butthead. And it's like, well, that's that that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh and his his fame came by accident, it sounds like. Yeah. He made a marshmallow White House and part of it melted. And they thought it was commentary yeah. on the fall of democracy, but it was really just that it melted. Right. <laughs> um, which, again, is on brand. Yeah. What uh, Taylor, do you have a professional opinion on Spencer's art? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, art is subjective, man. I, you know, it's too, mm-hmm. who's to say what, what is the value inherent in giant spinny stuff sculpture (laughs) now what did you think though about his museum installation (laughs) about influencers well i do i do like that like that episode and and even the one with the hater like that they're kind of taking on modern issues of like being a creator on the internet and i i thought that the i would go to that museum absolutely i love (laughs) that fun (laughs) yeah and i mean there was what the tweets constantly popping up on there that were like negative tweets from people and giant latte art yeah. that it's spelled out is this, <laughs> this art, art. <laughs> i i also i i do like that um in the one with the hater at one point carly says that she's going to write a self-help book mm-hmm. titled um if you're nice enough eventually everybody will like you mm-hmm. and what what is it and because people are all basically good at heart or something like that 
And like she says that and it's clearly supposed to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what she's trying to do is like if I'm just nice enough to everybody, that's enough and mm-hmm. everybody will like me. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, but she does. It is kind of a powerful message that like this guy who doesn't really know her just watches her Internet show, hates her mm-hmm. and then meets her. And realizes, like, oh, I actually do like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's held on to being, like, publicly hateful to Carly online for so many years mm-hmm. just because she didn't put his clip on her show when, you know, they were children. Yeah. I did think that was that was a moment. It, again, it was one of those things where, like, you're in the coffee shop waiting to see who her hater is. And mm-hmm. you see um, Nora... From the original series, who is one of the greatest characters, but also she did kidnap the iCarly gang two yeah, times. Yeah, and she's stalking them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was such a moment where it was like, okay, well, it's going to be her, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then the show was like, no, no, we want to make this actually about haters on the internet, but we are still going to give you a good, good amount of Nora. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just kept saying, "Do better." <laughs> do better <laughs> db i'm not gonna take the time to say do better um but it but i do think that it, it that was something that aside from like the creator fan sort of relationship generally speaking what what they're getting to is the problem with like electronic communication with communication via the internet mm-hmm. is that because so rarely i don't know and i know you might disagree with this because it's a generational thing so rarely it's it's all you that you're putting out there into the world like your honest raw true self Mm -hmm. um that stuff gets lost in in there and you can have really negative interactions with people and you can think that you really dislike somebody or hate somebody or throw all this stuff at them that you wouldn't say in person and then when you meet them face to face and actually get to know them like both people are better both people are better humans for it um which is that sort of is exists outside of just the the she makes a show and he's a fan kind of relationship yeah so i can see that i thought that was nice to see yeah i don't know that it's true that if you are nice to everybody eventually they'll like in fact i know it is not true that just being nice to people yeah you you can't fight that battle right well you'll spend your whole life trying that and even the idea that oh there's a really good or there's a valid reason behind his hatred for carly because he had this moment of rejection with her it's like it's not usually not a valid reason (laughs) it's just someone's decided to make their identity hating you and you just have to be like "Uh, have fun with that Mm -hmm. and also that she tells him like oh well i mean we got thousands of videos and freddie would get rid of the cute guys or whatever so i didn't look at him and that he's like oh okay like (laughs) explaining yourself i'm like okay i get it i don't i'm not mad anymore um but i i I did think all of it though was supposed to just kind of be an exaggerated moment of being popular on the internet now because you didn't really see that in the original one the Mm -hmm. only like bad fans they had were nora who wasn't because she didn't like them it was because she was obsessed with them mm-hmm. and neville um who actually knew them in real life and was kind of jealous of them you didn't have like actual quote-unquote haters and i think that was them trying to be like these didn't these weren't around with iCarly before i mean people weren't on the internet enough to be like hating on people all over the place for no mm-hmm. reason um but it is 2021 so here you go yeah. and it i mean it's a lesson that like it expands beyond the internet too. Oh, it's yeah. just something that is, it's such a broader scale once you open yourself up on the internet. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I've already had to have the talk with Charlie, like sometimes a kid in school won't like you mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with you, you know, keep being your nice self, but yeah, sometimes people don't like other people Yeah, that you don't have to like everybody, but you do have to be kind to everybody. And right. you know, that that's a conversation that you have from childhood, but it's, it's a lot harder to remember when it's the internet and especially in iCarly's case when it's how many people were sending hate messages. Right. You know, it gets overwhelming. Mm. Um, I do want to say, though, this is unrelated, but I was disappointed to see at the beginning of the series and wonder if this is like setting it up to happen throughout this season. I don't know if there'll be multiple. I know they've done one season and it comes out weekly. I don't know if there'll be more. Um, 
that Freddie and Carly were together at the end of the original series, and obviously they were not mm-hmm. then in later in life because he was married two different times. Um, and I wonder if that is supposed to be a setup for eventually them to end up together. I don't know. I feel like that was part of the whole original thing. It was like everyone was waiting for them to finally end up together, and they did right at the end of the series. And you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Um, I mean, I think that makes sense, especially if you look at like Full House and Fuller House. Mm-hmm. If you look at that model, where like, of course, DJ and Steve would be together, but right. then they weren't. But then I think I didn't. I stopped watching it at some point. But I think they, they ended get up together, right? I, yeah, I believe they ended up together at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I think like everyone got married at the end. There were like it's a giant. Everybody Stephanie got married. Wedding. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think there were DJ multiple got married. <laughs> yeah. They they all got married and then moved into one house all together. I assume fullest house. The fullest house <laughs> now. <laughs> Um, I can only imagine. I mean, that was the whole thing with Full House. No one can leave. <laughs> everyone must stay well, that's actually, what you want right i actually love that about yeah. it and yeah. if i could replicate that with our families i would do that you want a fullest house where we're all in one house if you all would move in with me and justin's brothers would move in and all their families and we could all just live and all the parents and all live in one big house again sydney's goal is a commune of I, just I think family. <laughs> yeah. commune is, whenever i'm in one this of those is all i want every one of those guest rooms in your house i'm like i no, this is not where i will end <laughs> I'm I, see we and we don't need money. I will try. I will barter my medical care, and then everyone contributes to each contributes what they can, and each takes out what they need. Kind of situation. Um. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> Back to iCarly. I could Please. see where they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, with Carly and Freddie. I thought that. Yeah, like that would make sense to me if that's where they're going. Um, there is. I would say, in my humble opinion, zero chemistry between the two oh, of them I agree. currently. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, if if uh, they're going to try to push it in that direction, they're going to have to do some serious work in that department. Because I, yeah. I like that they're friends. I think that's cool, just having a lifelong friend like that. Right. And that's what I was curious about, is I didn't know if, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know, was, were that I, I don't know. It just, it, would it have been underwhelming to just have them together from the beginning? Like, well, they've been together uh, this whole time. And uh, then, I don't know, there wouldn't have been room to make Millicent a character like she was. And mm. it, I don't think it would have made as much sense for Freddie to be back with, with his mom. It wouldn't have made any sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Carly wouldn't be with Harper. I don't know. Well, I think that that's sort of a trope in these kind of shows, right? Like, the idea that you need to give the characters, um, it usually like a bit, especially unfortunately with women you need to give them a big breakup or loss Mm -hmm. so that then they can go on a journey of self-discovery to find their new thing Mm -hmm. and then they get to have a stable relationship like isn't that the (laughs) that's what we all must do Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the quest of self-discovery yeah um although i mean i guess freddie is too in his own way and they almost do that with carly because she gets broken up with and he doesn't want to make a channel with her the very first episode that That inspires her to do exactly Yeah. yeah Yeah, so I mean, maybe, and I, I will say the same thing, like, from the little bit of Fuller House that I watched, DJ and Steve also weren't bringing a lot of mm-hmm. heat to the table. Yeah. Because <laughs> they made Steve kind of goofy. Right. Which I feel like Freddie well, is kind of a goofy yeah. character, you know? And so, like, you didn't really feel like any any swooniness from anybody. Yeah. I, I, I do like seeing the, the adult friendships because obviously the, the dynamic of the original show, Spencer was the adult and they were kids, mm-hmm. but now they're all adults. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like the friendship between Freddie and Spencer, I think it's very cute. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's a different dynamic. It's like, they're just, you know, now they're adult friends. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, uh, for just a hot moment when it first started and he's got that, like Spencer has that sculpture that he's made for uh-huh. Carly and then Freddie comes in and they present it together for just just a <laughs> split second i thought oh, are they freddie and spencer <laughs> i well to be to be fair i didn't know it was freddie right away i was like is this oh, oh wait. i see. hold on oh okay. that's the guy from okay okay um <laughs> i mean you never know i don't know well, yeah <laughs> but yeah i know what you mean it is a very different he's still the older adult but now it feels less weird that he's hanging around with a bunch of kids because they're also adults <laughs> yeah. and he has like a friendship with her roommate yeah like, well i guess that makes sense you're both adults mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, I got to say that that sculpture in the very first episode when Spencer said there's a place to put a phone right here to secretly record. It's like, that's not a secret. You're just <laughs> you putting just it put in the, the middle. put the giant iPhone right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Secrets. That, yeah. that was all a very weird beat. I don't know. Um, also, I had the thought where I thought there's a moment where they're showing how many people are watching iCarly um, during after the meme with the meatball mm-hmm. and they're like i want to say like three hundred thousand people watching or something like that she lives in seattle which is like a fairly big mm-hmm. city i she goes places in public and no one ever knows who she is when she says like oh i'm carly of i carly and they're always like what mm-hmm. i feel like if you were someone that had that many like a youtuber or a tiktoker that had that many followers and viewers and you were living in somewhere like that that people would know who you are i it was believable they didn't know who she was when she was 12 doing a web show and it was like not many people were watching web Mm -hmm. shows people at her school knew because they were also kids but now it's like obviously she's pretty popular i don't know i mean one it is a really big city so yeah maybe it's just you know even even with that many viewers or or maybe it's a situation like i mean nobody knows who the heck i am here yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. 300,000 viewers, a million viewers, it's not a lot when you consider that they're scattered around the world. Yeah, I guess yeah. I just mean that, like, even if you're not, like, I'm not someone that watches, I don't know, Charlie D'Amelio or Addison Ray on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know who they are. Like, I don't watch the Paul Brothers. I gotcha. But I know who they are. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if they had that many viewers, they would be... A presence on the internet that even if you don't watch them you are aware of them yeah i can see that and especially like i assume and i don't know i've never lived in seattle but i i would guess there are a lot more people who are up on like popular whether you're talking about youtube or podcasts or whatever Mm -hmm. you're gonna find people who are more in touch with what's popular and new and like in that than like huntington (laughs) yeah where i'm still describing what i do as an internet radio show yeah me too (laughs) well and i don't even though i i think i could pick the paul brothers out of a crowd and i and the d'amelia one if i saw them in public i don't think i would acknowledge that i knew they were i wouldn't acknowledge it but if it was in like a situation where i feel like there have been multiple times where she's like oh i'm i'm carly of i carly they're like hmm i don't i feel like if i there was ever a situation where she was like i'm charlie d'amelio of tiktok i'd be like well yeah i know (laughs) i'm aware (laughs) i I have heard of this yes (laughs) also maybe she should stop saying that because as you say that out loud it sounds bad right it's kind of gross i'm carly of iCarly. can you imagine i'm riley of still buffering the podcast (laughs) the podcast (laughs) on the internet (laughs) i i thought the character the uh what was willow the influencer Uh uh-huh I loved that. That that oh, whole performance was great. <laughs> it was just I love that character. Um honestly all of the the various influencers that show up at the museum, like the ASMR YouTubers and <laughs> um they're whispering the whole time. I think that's very funny. <laughs> um all live streaming on their phones. But yeah, I thought that was good. I think I mean I think it's a I think it's clever. I think it's like I said, the energy that they're bringing where it's very self-aware, I think is a good energy for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think if you had not brought that, it would have seemed sort of fake. Yeah. And and because of that, it feels like something that you can engage with and yeah. relate to. And, and having new characters that are complex but also fit the vibe of the show, mm-hmm. I think, helps that yeah. it's not just the Freddie, Spencer, and Carly show. Like, yeah. there are other people involved that add to it. Um which was the only other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Millicent's business she wants to start where she'll tell you what will get you canceled in the future. <laughs> like go through your social medias or like tell you if you're going to post something like what will be a problem or like what you've posted that's problematic. Like help you stop from uh, help stop you from getting canceled. I think that is so funny I think that she's funny. like none of the rest of you all are young enough to know what's going to be a problem. I do. I can tell you what's going to be a problem get you canceled on the Internet. Don't worry. I got your back. <laughs> The, yeah. If that business existed, there are probably, well, I mean, I guess that's what PR people do. Yeah. Probably, there are probably a lot of people out there who would be like secretly like, let me give you a call. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 not the place that I would have expected to find like kind of smart commentary on internet culture is the reboot of iCarly, but it's it's been pretty solid so yeah. far. You know, it's not like hard hitting commentary, but it's right. funny and it's it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because it really was like the concept of iCarly was ahead of its time mm-hmm. in the sense that like who was talking about internet web shows like who yeah. was who was talking about that or doing that well and that they had point. to make their own website to have a web yeah. show it was on icarly.com it wasn't like they had a you know youtube i mean youtube yeah. existed at that point but it wasn't something people mm-hmm. used as often for that kind of thing yep well but, i yeah. i have enjoyed it i did too i was very shocked at how much i i thought i would i knew i was going to watch it just because i thought this will be a nice little you know revisiting of these characters um but i was surprised by how much i actually like enjoyed watching it um, so. I laughed out, out loud when Spencer called Carly his nemesis sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which one of us? <laughs> I didn't say who I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I am excited to see what happens. Yes. I guess we shall see. We shall see. But uh, Riley, what, there was another point to this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. You're all grown up. I'm all grown up. Like the Rugrats. I am. And that means I, what, I get to say a bad word? Mm-hmm. Say one bad word. I get to say one bad word. Choose carefully. What? Do, I, mean, I, asked, I asked Charlie and Cooper which one you should say. What did they say? The worst one. Okay. <laughs> that was what they both said. She should say the worst one. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say the worst one. No, I said that. I said, I don't think I'm going to let her say the worst one. Then I said, what do you think the worst one is? What did they think the did worst they, one was? Uh, Cooper said, I hate you. Oh. And I oh. said, okay, that all right. That is bad. That is, that is one of the worst things you can say, yes. Because I have always said like that we don't say that. No matter how mad we get, we don't say that to each other. Um, Char- <laughs> <laughs> Charlie said, not the F word, because that's what I thought. I thought they were yeah. going to drop the F bomb now. Uh, Charlie said the D word. Which one? Uh, the word for okay genitalia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, not not. <laughs> I don't know. That's the worst one, Charlie. I know, and I was like, "Where did you hear that? <laughs> How is that a word you've heard? Because that's not like that's not one we say around here a lot. Because you know, um, it has other connotations that we usually don't." Anyway, I was like, let's not, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to have her, I'm not going to let Riley say that. And also, let's not, let's not, let's say, not that say that one. either. Let's not say that one. Then, on then that. there are other ones you get away with pretty, pretty easily, but uh, when we mentioned, <laughs> let's go to the other D word. <laughs> well, we mentioned, that actually made me think, when we mentioned me saying a bad word on this episode, someone tweeted and said, finally, um, hearing them say, tis the darn season when talking about Taylor Swift's song off her <laughs> album was painful. Um, so inspired by the other D word, oh. I, I would like to apologize to this tweeter and say it is called tis the damn season, not tis the darn oh, season. No. You said it. I said it. I said it. It doesn't make Taylor Swift's song explicit. How do you feel now that you've said a curse word for the first time ever in your life? That's the first time ever in my life I've ever said ever. a bad word. Uh-huh. Um, and it, like, I didn't know if it was going to come out. Yeah. Mm. It did. Do now I just, I grown well, up. I feel grown up. That's the only one you get. So I hope it's the only one well I ever spent. get. Yep. We let, we let Lin-Manuel say, say a bad word on our podcast. So that's true. It's only, huh. It was only a matter of time before one of us got to, right? How yeah. many Tonys do you have? Well, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> It's my show. <laughs> you got a Tony before you could say the up You got an Emmy? You got a Grammy? I don't have any of them. <laughs> Anyways, what's next, Cindy? Uh, I, totally different direction, I think. I want to talk about Fern Gully. Oh. Um, I love the movie Fern Gully. Taylor, I know you did too. Don't front. Absolutely. Oh, no, I did. Uh, I love the movie Fern Gully as a kid, and I saw a TikToker referencing it the other day, and it made me think of it again, so... All right. So please watch the en- environmentally aware movie, <laughs> cartoon movie, Fern Gully, please, for your enjoyment. All right. Oh, man. I hope it holds up. It's been so long. It's held such an important place in my heart. I'm, I hope it holds up. I know. I'm really worried. <laughs> I'm really worried. <laughs> it's going to break my heart if it doesn't. <laughs> well, and my intention is to watch it with Charlie and Cooper. So who, who, 
let's not have another um, Peter Pan situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you all for watching iCarly again with me. Yeah. I feel like this one was it. slightly more enjoyable than maybe the original. Yeah. Just as I, yes. grown ups. Yeah. It was so, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so thank you listeners for joining us. Um, iCarly is on Paramount streaming. Was it anywhere else? That's where we watched it. Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount yes. Plus. Um, the only you, reason I purchased it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to check that out. Uh, and um, go to Max Fun, MaxFunFun.org, and check out all the podcasts there. And you should look. They're internet radio shows, um, you know, that you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can listen to them. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff, and you can email us at StillBuffering at MaxFunFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am too. too. Now when do you all say that? Never. Oh, well, never once in my life. Okay. Just, just, just my three year old. Yes, yes. And my six year old. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Around Springfield. Around Springfield is a Simpsons adjacent podcast where we talk to Simpsons folks about non Simpsons things. That's right. So in the past, we've gotten to talk to legendary showrunners and writers like Al Jean, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Dana Gould, Mike Reese, and David X. Cohen. Voice actors like Maurice LaMarche, Maggie Roswell, and Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson herself. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we've been away securing guests for our final five episodes we won't tell you everybody but we'll let you know that the last episode is kind of a big deal we got matt graining <gasps> homer's dad we got homer's dad check out new episodes of round springfield starting june 21st on maximum of fun or wherever you get your podcasts smell you later maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned Audience supported.